0: Yeah, I wear my chain to the game, but for the game I sip champagne from the World Cup Oh yeah, I'm here to stir shit up I pray on the hill in Brazil to Christ, the Redeemer, but most kids worship us
1: What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, y'all? This is episode 108. People who lived in Mississauga, if you ever part at 108... You know what I'm talking about. This episode, I have comedian Brian Smith on. You might recognize that name from a couple episodes back. Brian is a carnivore. He lost something crazy like 30 pounds in 25 days. Can't wait to have him back on to see what the update on that is. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I chatted with Aaron Chalupa yesterday. We're we're probably going to release that podcast next week. Uh, But Aaron and I are, or I shouldn't say I, but... Aaron, Mr. Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra, aka the host of the Awkward Throw Player with Aaron Chalupa, is hosting the second annual, not after 30, best in the Nana Nation hockey, NHL hockey playoffs. So, with that being said, if you guys have any interest, there should be a posting coming up on our Facebook page. Check that out, add yourself to the comments, and let's get this shit going. We need a minimum of 10 people. Last year, I think we had eight, um, and probably I'm gonna imagine rules come soon. But it's gonna be a single elimination bracket knockout, something like that. I don't know. I won last year, but I also bought two brackets. So, which of the wise buy as many brackets as you can, give you more chances to win. You can't, you can't win if you don't play. So get in this. Plus, if you saw our awesome baseball trophy, there's gonna be one probably pretty similar to that. So stay tuned for that. I, that being in the books, let's get this show on the road. I want to thank all the great people who helped this podcast going. Superior Finish Painting, thank you as always. Uh, they're growing to serve you better. To get a hold of them, call 289-979-9000. The thunder to your lightning as well as the good folks at 2020 Print Media. Actually, 2020 Print Media and Superior Finish Painting connected, and they'll be doing some work for each other. That's pretty awesome. Those are people helping people helping people. God damn it. So check out 2020 Print Media, 905-609-7979. Tell them you heard it on the podcast. They know what's good. They know they know how to do you good. All right, this is my longest ramble in a long time. Now. On with the show. You're like, um, ambiance, like people pay for amb- ambient sound of like people having conversations, <laughs> but you can't make up the conversation, but you can hear people having a conversation. People pay for that. That's which crazy. Which is crazy because you can get a podcast for free, just turn down the volume. That's, that's absolutely know. nuts. Fucking okay, weirdos. <laughs> All right. Um, dude, we're just going to get right into it. Cheers. Salute. So, this is the Not After 30 podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? We're back with Brian Smith here. Brian, how was your first podcast experience? Horrible. I know. Absolutely horrible. That host, seriously. Yeah, he's an asshole. Total asshole. Interrupting me all the time. All the time. I have been known to do that quite often. (laughs) Uh, You're not the first to say that. It won't be the last, but I'll take Uh. it. All right. uh, I I want to have Brian back. We have a lot of shared interest. um, But Brian recently took a leap of faith that I'm I'm very impressed by um, and probably a little envious, too. You jumped into the world of comedy. Yes, I did. Why the fuck would you want to be a stand-up? Um, wow, man. It sounds like
0: I'm like on Joe Rogan's dick. <laughs> yeah, um Totally, right? So, I've I mean, always... if any dick, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan's but yeah, yeah, exactly. But I've always been into stand-up for an uh, absurd amounts of time like i've had comedy albums since i was like seven eight years old funny enough my first album was like an old bill cosby album
1: Totally. which one do you remember <laughs> um, which one
0: i don't remember which one man i was seven oh, yeah uh, stories, all I remember, stories
1: of my brother walter i think
0: uh yeah it's yeah. very possibly that yeah. i remember my dad used to like listen to it in the car mm-hmm. and like then like the car like died it was like well i need to listen to this at home yeah yeah let's buy it on a CD. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? So, um... Fell in love with comedy. Like, I just... I've always loved making people laugh in conversation. Uh, when people laugh, it makes me happy. So... Um, and I love to laugh as well, right? Yeah. So I just start watching comedy. Comedy's just taken off in right. the past couple of years. Like,
1: Yeah. it's The resurgence of, of yeah. good comedians. Yeah. yeah.
0: The resurgence of good comedians, access to content, the totally, podcasts. Yeah. Um, everyone has a special now, which can be a yeah. bad thing. Or a right? good thing. Or a <laughs> good thing, yeah. right? Because I've stumbled across some comedians that... Like Eugene Merman, that mm. a lot of people are like, "Who the hell is Eugene Merman?" And he's like, he his spe- special was on Netflix. Mm. It was like in a small little venue, but it was amazing.
1: Oh, well, that's, right? always, that's always good, right? And, that's, sometimes, and sometimes the big guys disappoint yeah. too.
0: Oh yeah, right. Like I can't tell you how much I dis—I have such disdain for Amy Schumer overall. Oh, right? you know, I,
1: <laughs> did, did everyone just jump off of Amy Schumer's dick? Because I feel like for the longest time she was like the it girl, and she was like she couldn't do any wrong. And I don't know if she just like she said the wrong thing publicly, but people just have been hating on
0: her. I think people have slowly realized that she's done enough. Like at first, shock value always works at first, right? Right. Yeah. But if it's always the same shock value, and I'm breaking comedy rules here by talking shit about a comedian, I must say, but is that, okay, is that a rule? <laughs> okay, my
1: bad.
0: It's like an unwritten rule, but you know what? I always break rules, so yeah. here I am. But um, if you're always doing the same shtick over and over and over again in the same bit and you start to be able to see someone's punchlines before they come out right? totally
1: yeah you see the pattern yeah you yeah. see the
0: pattern and it takes away from the comedy okay you, you stop laughing right like you're just like huh That was i see where you're going <laughs> I, yeah, I like it. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it, yeah it's kind of crafty but you lose it right um, whereas I like comedians that can walk the line of offensive, but mm-hmm. then like bring it back. Like Sarah Silverman's last special was amazing yeah. because it did that really well. And it came across as genuine with some offensive sprinkled in. Like right. Just, which is, just like, a which, are,
1: which is her thing too, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't want to digress too far, but just really quickly on Sarah Silverman. Um, I always felt like it's like hot meter always underrated. Like she, when she gets done, she looks fantastic, and I mean most people do, but I think she's a very good-looking girl. But her Paris Hilton joke at um, I can't remember what award show it was, but it was right before Paris Hilton went to went to jail. Do you remember the joke? It, I got I got to say it, but I can't remember the exact setup for it. But it was like. Uh, Paris Hilton's going to jail, and the jail's trying to accommodate her, so they've painted all the bars to look like dicks. I was like, oh, <laughs> and she was in the crowd. Oh, it's so good. 5,000 people, like, just laughing at your face. Oh, my God, I love it. So good. So, so good, right? Good. warms the heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so, now, comedy, so, big part of your life, influenced by the greats.
0: And then... I was listening to like Rogan every day, so I was unemployed for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, I like to break rules. I also like to, um, if something I feel is unjust or wrong, I am going to call that person out for it. Okay, All right? And I may have called out the previous owner of the company that I was pretty much reporting directly to Damn. about some questionable things ethically, and oh, we wow. may have gotten into a heated and argument, and I may have said some things or not. So. Um, yeah, there was a, there was a little bit of time there where I was just listening to podcasts. Okay. Right. I was like, I was filling my days. Right. 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 And Rogan kept talking about, you got to really do what is right. Like you got to do what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So many people I see just caught in the rat race and you can still do that, but you got to find what you're passionate about. I'm like, I've always been passionate about comedy why don't I start to actually write down material?
1: Totally. Okay. Right?
0: So then I started to write down material anywhere I went. If I saw something, um, I would literally just use the voice recorder on my phone or email it to myself. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so like I would be driving like out between Milton and Georgetown in the boonies where there's like a house every five kilometers. Right. Yeah. And like there's one time this really nice house, this gated house, and I was pulled up at a stop sign and no one else is on the road. And I just see out of the house like this lady like screaming at this guy who's standing in the driveway. And then like, I'm just like, I'm just going to sit and watch and see what happens. Right. So this guy goes and he runs up to her and he's like in her face. He's like, you I can see him like doing the, like you're can a you fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. always been a bitch <laughs> <laughs> like, like doing that. And then like he storms faster in the house, like gives her the shoulder and then he comes out with car keys. And then the best thing, which is like the perfect comedic timing is he's in such a rage. And she's just standing at the door being like, go get the fuck out then. And she's like giving him that. And he's got to sit and wait for the garage door to open. And he's oh. like trying to be angry while the garage door is <laughs> trying to open. And he's mashing it. And it's like half oh. opening and stopping because he's impatient. And she's just giving him shit for it. She's like, you can tell she's like, you can't even fucking open the garage door. <laughs> You're not a real man. You can't open this
1: door. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I like so it. He
0: gets in the car and he goes to peel out and, and You can't get the gate open either, uh, and when you can't even peel out of the driveway when you're mad, yeah. that's when you've lost your manhood. Yeah, like totally. So, yeah. Le- leave
1: your man car at the gate, please. Yeah, exactly. wow, wow. <laughs> so,
0: um, I started to like just take situations like that and incorporate them into my act, right? Okay. Like, there's a so, like
1: uh, observant comedy,
0: very observant comedy, and like, um, you know, talk about my family a bit, like, my family's. Crazy, Right. Like, like everybody's <laughs> Every, family, everyone's right, family's yeah. crazy. Totally. Uh, i like to think mine's more crazy than everyone else, but that's just cause you know, I'm very, uh, selfish and egocentric. So. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> okay. So jumping in. So you're inspired by Rogan's podcast, which I have to say, like one of the reasons this podcast exists is because of Joe Rogan. Like I told you off air before, like mm-hmm. I started listening to it on episode seven, my brother and I were playing video games in our parents' basement. And I was like, you gotta listen to this guy, Joe Rogan. He's like, Joe Rogan, I'm like, yeah, Fear Factor? He's like, yeah, yeah. And we listen to his podcast, we'd be laughing, playing NHL ninety or two thousand I don't know, nine or whatever it was. But um, he he has a beautiful way of inspiring people with the right objective of words to get you really thinking and stimulated mm-hmm. and be like of course this guy is saying everything I need to know and every he's saying everything right. I just gotta do it. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's great. Okay, so Rogan, big inspiration, influence. Yeah. Who else in the comedy world do you kind of like gravitate towards or or admire or even like just want to like kind of groom a career around?
0: So let's talk about current comedians that I love right now. Um, Always been a big fan of Bilber, still a huge fan of Bilber. How could you not, right? Um, Just just says it as old it is, Billy right? red face. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care if he like insults people in the audience. And yeah. I love the, I'm going to say something that's going to offend half of you. And then I'm going to try to convince you and bring you onto my side <laughs> for why I've said what I said. Right. right, right. It's, it's just such a, Great way of performing comedy, and he's been amazingly successful at it. Right? His
1: his brain works so fast. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, he has it on the tip of his tongue. By the time he gets out of his mouth, he's already at the next line ready to go. Like just reload, reload, reload. And then the, the fact is, like he does get you on your, he gets yeah. you on his side. And then at the end of the end of the day, you can't figure out if you hate yourself or you hate Bill Burr. Yeah, got it. Okay, cool. And
0: then uh, I fell in love with Daniel Tosh. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, he's got like. So, there we kind of talked about this Amy Schumer. So people do jokes that are offensive, and they do them like kind of tackily, and it comes across hacky a bit. Like uh, you can almost tell when an abortion joke's coming, things like that, right? Right. So uh, when Daniel Tosh had that big stir, when he uh, he basically was in the audience and uh, he was arguing with someone in the audience, and because they didn't like that, he made a rape joke. Right. Right? And then he was like, Well, I hope someone rapes you tonight. Right. Like, that's what he said. And it created this big thing and she like turns out it was a blogger. And then like they for like the social justice warrior world yes. like forced an apology out of him pretty much, which is just ridiculous. I could go on about social justice warriors right. For forever, right? They're but all the worst. Yeah. 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 Um everyone needs a cause these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very good point. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, but then his next special came out. And he was talking about, he like told the full story and then he's like, in the hate mail I got afterwards, he's like, I had an exchange with a lady and she was like, I hope you have a daughter and she gets raped. And he was like, he was like, wow, i I guess you'd have to survive the abortion first. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a great joke, yeah. and I like hate abortion jokes because I just don't think they're funny. Right, and it's such a great joke, and it, it it brings the situation full
1: circle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Like,
1: and he's it works on different levels. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's so good at that. Yeah. And then also, anyone that can reference sports throughout their thing, like when he talks about like the Miami Dolphins, right? Because he's from Florida, Florida. Yeah, yeah, it just it makes me laugh. Like, so I love Daniel Tosh, um, and then. Kind of out of those two, because like there are some things that overlap between Tosh and Burr. Mm-hmm. Um, John Mulaney.
1: Yeah, I saw. His, is he Australian?
0: Uh, no, no. He's. Uh, I think he grew up in Boston.
1: Okay, and yeah. he has a show on Netflix as well, right? With yeah, yeah, Oh
0: no, no, that's Jack Whitehall. The show with his
1: dad. That's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Jack Whitehall is also a funny comedian. I saw him at JFL. Yeah. Um, little, little too rehearsed for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it doesn't seem like. It's It never comes across as fresh material with him, which is the one thing that can kind of get me if I'm being snobby. But mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it has to feel organic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. Uh, John Mulaney, it's just so quick, but deep at the same time. And it's hard to hit that. Like, there are comedians that have their one-liners or their, like, little minute stories, and that's on to the next one. But you you get a laugh, and that's it. Mm. But... John Mulaney like he can
1: start telling the next story and I'm still dying from the story before okay i gonna check out his I, I still have a special up there I never, I'd never heard of him so I kind of ignored it yeah yeah okay cool and well my wife introduced me to him like I
0: mm. knew about him but I really wasn't into him and then we went to New York for like a mini honeymoon right after our wedding and she was like let's go to Oh Hello on Broadway and John Mulaney and uh, Nick Kroll
1: yeah um, I love Nick Kroll
0: Nick Kroll's awesome. They, um, they have this skit that they used to do about, uh, called Oh Hello. And it's about two old men from the upper West side that, uh, one's like a writer and one's an actor and they're just kind of pretentious and dumb and it's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. And they made a whole Broadway show out of it. Wow. Yeah. Just the two of them. And I was same thing, just dying laughing that whole show. Like, best Broadway show, Hamilton Can Suck It. Like, yeah, totally. It's not yeah, that yeah. Oh Hello. And they actually released an episode, uh, like, a one-night taping of Oh Hello on Netflix. Oh, So I'm cool. going to plug that for them.
1: Yeah, totally. So you get getting a cut of Netflix because... <laughs> yeah, I'm plugging a lot I mean, of stuff Netflix right now. Netflix is right? insane, and it's awesome. And finally, in Canada, we're getting decent Netflix. Yeah. But, um, the, I mean, they it seems like the modern day platform, like what HBO and comedy central used to be for comics. Oh yeah. Netflix seems to be that answer right now.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Netflix has really embraced that, right? Because it's just bringing more viewership Mm -hmm. over and that's all they want. Um, and if I was going to choose one last current comedian that I love, uh, Michelle Wolf. Okay. Michelle Wolf, a lot of people like they've seen her and she used to, she was like a daily show correspondent for a while. Uh, tall scrawny ginger basically okay uh, really high pitched voice dying dying i saw her live and it's the hardest i've ever laughed in a show wow. and as a guy i usually don't find like women that do yeah. period jokes and stuff like that totally. funny at all killed it really killed it i'm like to this day i'm like rogan when are you having her on yeah. please have her on like, well, why
1: do what do you think that is like why do you think it's so hard for guys to find women funny
0: I I think women are inherently funny, but I think the issue is, is that a lot of times, whether it's from just like society's kind of pushed them to be like, hey, this is what you need to do to make it. Mm. And then like they follow this like very linear path where all these other women have done it before right. and that could be a problem or just maybe they it's a confidence thing i don't know yeah. right like and i think it's just you're kind of seeing a shift in hollywood in general now and with the whole ha- like me too movement yeah, and all that where yeah, yeah. you're kind of seeing that as much as you can say yeah like a bunch of this is just allegations or you want to fight that right you're seeing that there's been a concerted effort to keep certain people down mm-hmm. regardless right so i'm sure it's a combination of a ridiculous amount of factors and i'm sure there's biological reasons too right like you got to can't find women funny like at points right like yeah. I don't know what a period feels like. I just I suffer through a week a month, right? Or right. that's how men look at it. So like this isn't funny for me because this is it's, pain unre- for it's me.
1: unrelatable. It's unrelatable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if anything, it brings a moment of frustration for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a week of frustration. I don't right? know what it is. Like I have a hard time finding women funny and I have a hard time with women in lead lead rock and roll bands.
0: I have a theory on women in lead rock Ooh. and roll bands, which it, makes me sound like a sexist
1: asshole, right? but I, I will know.
0: embrace it. Yeah, you know
1: what? Okay. It's, it's, I guess it is a little sexist, but it's also, but it's also how I feel. It's preference. So, yeah. So
0: I think l- female lead vocalists don't have, they're not as dynamic as male lead vocalists. Are. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I can, I can see that. So like y- you can have a female lead vocalist that has an, awesome voice like you can take like old mariah carey not not current Mariah carey, yeah, but yeah. Like you can take someone like that has pipes you know right. celine dion and whitney houston and they can hit the right notes they can do all that but there's just their voice isn't dynamic it's always the same every song it's mm. their voice is the same you don't get like a difference in tone you don't get a, di- a huge difference in octaves unless it's mariah carey well, hitting yeah. a high note
1: and that's her th- kind of her thing right? too right so it becomes yeah. per- repetitive there too
0: whereas i when i look at like a band like the foo fighters right right or
1: like i can okay, start going
0: like the foo fighters dave grohl he can scream for a whole show and then they can have a beautiful acoustic set where like his voice has almost like this calming nature yeah. to it. Yeah, and that's it's, really weird. I find it's at. more dynamic. Him being able to do all those things. Well,
1: I I also think, and I don't know how this really plays out, but I also find it's like a very um, sexual manner, like uh, maybe uh, unconscious sexuality that happens too. Where sometimes a lot of times when you see like a woman singing, it's uh, it can it can try to, it can uh, come off a little seductive. Um, but also, too, like, they're they're singing in front of this, like, mic stand that kind of looks like a stripper pole. And, they're, like, they're grasping the mic, kind of looks like a dick. Like, there's those weird things. Oh, right? yeah. But then when a guy, like, when a guy's rocking out and he's got, like, a guitar that's kind of, like, shaped like a cock a little bit. And then he's, like, he's like strumming on the, the uh, going to strumming on the cock, <laughs> <laughs> strumming on the guitar. No, strumming and, on the cock. Yeah, strumming on the, on the electric cock, of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like my acoustic cock as well or my, you know, my 12-string cock. But, you know, like... When when you do that, it's like it's very like aggressive and very like ultra macho and ultra sexual and that kind of stuff. And and maybe it's just like a different manner on how that works. But uh, I look at like maybe the, the one of the best frommen of all time. Like you look at like uh, Robert Plant, and you're like, fuck, you know, like yeah. this guy was ultra feminine looking, but still fucking killed it. He's <laughs> fucking Bowie, Bowie, yeah. Prince, Prince, Prince. I mean, so feminine looking, but, but Prince is a Michael stud. Jackson, like <laughs> all, all these guys and it, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about the dynamic of it like they they have this like um maybe empower maybe it's an empowering thing maybe it's just like the presence of it like even michael jackson's cr- crotch grab like that was like it was like people like lost their mind but find me something that's more or that's like more mimicked than that you can't yeah. like that like that's, that's so anyone who grabs a crotch they know it's michael jackson yeah you know like there, there's nothing there's a fist pump like they, there's nothing parallels someone's um Presence like that, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, yeah, we're kind of like off topic on it. No, but no, yeah. but I agree. I, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Anyways, we're not. We're not, This is going to be the feminist podcast. <laughs> Although, if there are any women out there that would like to, um, calmly describe proper modern feminism to me, I'd love to know because I'm very confused with currently <laughs> what feminist feminism is today. Modern feminism, as opposed to the equal rights feminism of the seventies, if someone could kindly or gently explain it to me, I'd love to know. And yeah, any listeners that want to uh, take a stab and
0: listen to some Jordan Peterson and listen to him talk about why equality of outcome can never become a real thing, should. Damn. Because it's, uh, equality of opportunity is very important. Who was that, Jordan? Jordan Peterson. He's a U of T professor. Uh, he took a lot of flack um, for basically being against Bill C-16, which was the bill that said that uh, you should address transgenders by the pronoun that they choose. And he was he was he wasn't saying I'm against transgender rights. He was just saying, "Don't tell me I have to call. I have to use specific words. Like, what's the point of free speech then? Tell yeah. me I shouldn't use words because they'll upset people. That's fine. Say right. that. Give me a." You probably shouldn't, but at the end of the day, it's my own choice. And if I have students in my class and they want to be addressed a specific way, yeah, I'll address them that way. If it's a friend they want to be addressed a specific way, yeah, I'll address them that way. But why am I forced to address a certain group of people because they want to be called whatever? Right. Right? So he's a lot of people misconstrued that as he's anti-LGBTQ. He's anti-this, anti-that. They just
1: want want to jump on whatever they can.
0: Where he's actually coming from a place of just brutal honesty yeah. and he believes in equality of opportunity. I think I'm not to parrot him, but I agree equality of opportunity. Everyone should have the exact same opportunity. If you have the exact same qualifications,
1: right? Right. Right. right?
0: That's the reality of it. Okay. But equality of outcome, we've seen that it doesn't work. Historically, we've seen that it doesn't work. Right. Because no one's happy when everyone's just getting the same outcome. Right. Right. Like, uh, and it also kills competitiveness. It kills the drive to want more.
1: Right. I mean, I think that's fair. We have played on a ed ball, ball hockey team together. Yeah. You know, got half the half the cage open. You put you see that girl for the one time, or she missed the net. You can't bench her. No. No. <laughs> anyway, let, let's, let's get back to that. That's, a other, that's a, I'll uh, come
0: back for that podcast. <laughs> yeah, please.
1: I'm so. Cu- I would. I would really love someone calmly to just to talk to me about it because I'm. I'm so intrigued by it it's I don't want to compare it to other things because it, it doesn't deserve that no but I would just just like a, a nice calm conversation and education on it properly as opposed to uh, some board housewife or some uh, stay-at-home mom who who doesn't know why and just needs a cause and just, and just needs a cause and doesn't understand it. Yeah. You know, but I don't again, let's not get into this because this is supposed to be about comedy. I want to get back to comedy. Yeah. So let's get back to it. Let's, let's kind of get back into the role thing circle, full circle, make it count and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you get into comedy. What's your first step?
0: Uh, I did a ton of research to find all the open mics possible in the Toronto area. And it was like, I got to find the best open mic, like the best run so I can get in front of the most people I could possibly get in front. And like, I want it to be the most professional run because I want to feel like what clubs actually feel like. Okay. All right. So that was my mindset. So, um, there was this open mic run and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names of the open mic because I, you know what? He was really professional and I think it was just a bad night. Not many people came out. um, but I had to jump through hoops to get on this open mic list or I, I was told I had to. And then I got there and like there were slots still open and I brought out like 10 people and those 10 people made up like two thirds of the crowd. Yeah. And, um, it was you, I know like eventually I I haven't really truly bombed yet. I know eventually I'll bomb and I can't wait. Okay. Like I, I want to embrace bombing because right. I think it's hilarious. Learning. Yeah, and it's a good learning opportunity, right? But I got the feeling day one of what it's like to bomb because 10 people in a pretty large-sized room or 15 people don't carry a room with laughter. Right. Okay. So like, I can hear people laughing, but the laughter doesn't it dies quicker it, doesn't, it echo. doesn't echo it doesn't so like you immediately get self-conscious when you're right. up there right so um but yeah overall like i did my research with that it was a good thing and then um a week later uh you know hit another open mic uh, i've done a couple on my own not even telling my wife
1: mm-hmm.
0: just like you went know sneaking out yeah just i i'm going to get out i'm going to test it i'm going to test this material i you know, the more I do a couple of the same bits, the better, like the more I gauge, hey, how's it work when I use this intonation versus this intonation mm. and so on and so forth. Right. So why am I going to bring people out like my wife out to see the same bits? Right. Also, right. she like she I I will make her laugh. And if I make her laugh, it's a bit that she I know it's golden because like she's
1: she's a little bit of a tough cookie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. She's my harshest critic. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, it's that German blood. It must be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, and she roasts me like, it's like, it's like Jeff Ross lives next to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you hit a couple of open mics, you get a feel for it.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: kind of a thirst for it. Do you instantly want more? Yeah. I instantly
0: want more. Uh, so, it progressed a little bit further. I started to get like, I did comedy for like a room of maybe like 60, 70 people and like killed.
1: Okay. And that was my first
0: true kill. Like, and it was like a 15 minute set roughly. And I got a little racial, which was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to riff and we'll see how this goes. And I asked, uh, I was like, how many black people are in the crowd and like a few people up their hands. I was like, is it racist if I unfollow common on Instagram? <laughs> I was like, cause I already follow a disproportionate amount of white to black people. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> is it racist? And then they're like, well, what's the context? I'm like, he just, I, I love common as a rapper, but all he posts is charity work and I don't give a fuck about his charity
1: work. <laughs> right, right? And
0: it hit and it killed. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm, I he felt comfortable. Yeah. yeah. He felt comfortable. So I could just keep riffing. And, um, it, you know, it was a Christmas party and they like the group of people had done, um, one of those, I forget. It's like bad Santa or whatever. Right. Like where like they take each other's gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I want that gift. Right. So that went on and, and I started to think and on the spot, I was like, Hey, you know what? Um, some people say like that nothing is as good as free. Right, like so this. Oh, nothing tastes better than free. And then other people say nothing's, nothing's as good as when you work hard for it. So I'm like, which is it? I I know what it is now. It's stealing because you're working hard to get shit for free, right? <laughs> yeah. So well done. Yeah, and just that riffing actually just I don't know that confidence level and worked and if I went up to an open mic and did those two things just on the open, out in the open without having any lead in, they would bomb. Right. Right. Like, and I just, I started to kind of get like pretty early into it. An idea of when to say certain things and when not to. Right. Yeah.
1: So, well, I, I think that you've probably done enough research to know, um, what you want out of what you, what you're trying to achieve by yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think you can go into those cold, but once you kind of gain their trust, Yeah. then you can, you can kind of like, you can take a little riff like that and, and build off that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? I, mean, I think that's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, my sets can get pretty offensive. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> open mics I found are, I, I love telling stories. Mm. Uh, I tell stories about my family. Open mics are shit for storytelling comedians. Okay. Like you really like, you just got to have a bunch of li- really quick things. Like Punchlines. Yeah. One liner. Punchlines. So. Um, maybe keep it to like a minute tops per topic so yeah. that you can get in a, as much material, uh, and then you're not losing the small crowd that you're going to get. All right. So, so
1: how, how does it work for you? Um, approaching an open night, an open mic at a new club for the first time.
0: So there's a couple different ways you can go
1: about it. Uh, some of them are organized
0: enough where it's like, email us, give us a video of your last set. um, you know, some have rules like bring at least one friend out, stay the whole night, right? Wow. Like, and stay the whole night. And I, I agree with that because it's shitty when, like, a comedian comes out, uh, shows up for a set, and then leaves. Because A, you're not bonding with other comedians. right? B, you're not supporting other comedians, but you're expecting that they're going to support you, right? right? Yeah. And that their friends are going to support you, right? So um, there, there are rules like that. And then there are ones where it's just show up and sign up, and if you can't get on, talk to the owner, talk to whoever's running that night, and just make friends yeah. and hope that next time you just can
1: just network the best you can.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: okay, and, and and what's I mean, you're you're based out of Milton as well. There, there's no comedy spots in Milton. No. <laughs> so you're going, you're going maybe Mississauga, maybe Oakville, and then probably into the six.
0: Yeah. So um, I did a show in Burlington once. Um, uh, what was the place called? I think it was uh, Beaver and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. They did uh, open oh, oh, yeah, mic for yeah, a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've been there before for open mic, <clears> actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I did a, I did one there. Uh, I've done a few in Toronto, and then um, Mississauga has a couple. Just they're all over the place, but Milton doesn't have one yet, yeah. and I'm always like, man, like we're growing enough. Milton's such a weird.
1: It is a weird little city. It's
0: still a town, town even yeah. though there's over a
1: hundred thousand people. It, it,
0: yeah it's gotta be <laughs> soon
1: Right Like I like we're gonna get That crown of the city Just Apply for it I just think we just Haven't yeah. applied for it right? No one like, wants to wait in line <laughs> Like is there a huge line at, yeah. at the federal government To say hey We'd like to be a city now Yeah well, We see. got our public transportation We're a city
0: Yeah We've got public transportation. We have over 100,000 people. We've got at least two homeless people,
1: so that's pretty much it. A highway runs through us with three interchanges. Three. We actually have two (laughs) highways running through us. Yes. We're we're like a whore. We just
0: got, yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. Yeah, we got one coming in the front, one coming (laughs) in the back. (laughs) We're good. We're we're ready. We're ready
1: for it. Exactly. We got our big boy pants (laughs) on. I'm getting pig roast. Please just call me a city (laughs) one. I'm going to come so hard yeah all right so maybe that's the next ambition like I, I, personally i don't think we're ready for anything anything no. nice we gotta have like a grimy like small club 25 to 50 people yeah and just small enough that like not everybody knows about it but just like a handful of popular like, people our age bracket and younger know about it but nobody yeah, exactly older. no one older is allowed because yeah. you know like that weird uncle or like you're like your dad's gonna show up be like i got some jokes I got a joke. I got the joke. It's going to kill. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Bill Clinton and Tiger Woods are taking a piss next to each other. And Bill Clinton leans over and says, Tiger, your pecker's so big. And Tiger says, yeah, I bang it against the bedpost three times before I I go to bed. It makes it really big. It swells it up. You should try it when you go home, Bill. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, Tiger. And when Bill Clinton goes home, he knocks his pecker against the wood, the, the bedpost three times, and Hillary jumps up and says, "Tiger, is that you?" Like, no, <laughs> Uncle Bob, you can't tell that joke, okay? No one gives a shit Everyone's about. Everyone's heard that fucking <laughs> joke before. Who's Tiger Woods? Who is he? <laughs> he hasn't been relevant in fifteen years.
0: No, man, he still gets to the sports center covers him like every time he there's like a rumor he's going to be in a tournament, and then he doesn't make the cut, and it's just sad. Yeah, totally sad. <laughs> To quote okay. The quote <laughs> I just, I
1: just hope he's able to walk when he's fifty.
0: I oh man,
1: his back's. Anyway, this, this isn't a sports cast. We're, you know what? I think we're gonna keep this one tight on comedy, and then we're gonna do. We're going maybe not tonight, but we're gonna do one on the UFC. Brian's a huge UFC fan. He he invites me out all the time. I go, I always have to decline. You never, you
0: never come out. No, you're you know what? got Maggie. You know,
1: I I I. This between you and me and the Donna Nation. I definitely want to come out. But, Upstairs, but but <laughs> someone so so someone thinks it's a better idea if I stay home just in case the baby wakes up. Of course, you know I, I'm like the king of the cuddlers, so I can put that baby back down where she belongs <laughs> in her crib. <laughs> yes,
0: but yeah, yes, yeah, like yeah,
1: stress, just, stress in her crib. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just so you can, just so the, it's a little late for the abortion, anyways. So. Anyways, wow. Let's end on another abortion joke. Please send your hate mail to Daniel Tasha, not me. Um, dude, thanks so much for sitting on this one. Thanks yeah, for man. the first podcast. Awesome on the on the diet. I'm, I'm so impressed by the comedy thing. I, it's something that I've always loved, but never really thought... I would be good at it. I always kind of liked it, but I always never. I never thought I'd be good enough to do it. But to know someone who's actually going through the grind, I think it's awesome. It's very inspiring, and I hope you you continue to to follow it. I feel like you got a bunch of material when it comes to your meat shits. I mean, I feel like there's like a whole half hour in there just ready I, to go.
0: I uh. So there's a guy that I have a discussion with before we wrap this up. I'm gonna keep this going for another five minutes. Do it. Um, I wish that shaming was still a thing in our society oh, because I, know, I feel right? like I would have lost weight a lot sooner <laughs> if people actually fat shamed me. Yeah. I, shaming works. All right. It works. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that I'm friends with, uh, that I'm trying to turn into a bit because I'm, he's a little chubby, but like he works out. He, he, is eating right now. Mm-hmm. He's only a tiny bit chubby and he plays that HQ
1: trivia game. I don't know if you know this. Game. I've heard of it. Yeah. We actually got a shout out on the HQ game, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but it worked. Hey, that works. Yeah. yeah. Now
0: I'm plugging that.
1: So. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um, but he plays it and he got like the first question wrong. It was like, what's a baker's dozen? And he didn't know what a baker's dozen is. So, baker's dozen 13
1: if you don't know. Right.
0: Um, I, as a fat guy, know what a baker's dozen is. Totally, yeah, yeah. I was like, like, "Yeah, yeah,
1: 13 for sure, yeah.
0: So I called him out. I was like, you're fat. How do you not know what a baker's dozen is? And he lost his shit. (laughs) Like he got so angry. There was like a five hour WhatsApp conversation with our group of friends back and forth. And like everyone was just piling on and shaming him, even though I'm fatter than him. Right. And like he got malicious and he didn't
1: see the humor in me being fatter than him, poking fun at him. Yeah. You guys are like same, same fat model, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, Same creed. You're good. I'm
0: like, this is, this is fucking hilarious. I was like, dude. And he's like, you're fat, not me. And I was like, dude, just admit it. Join the we're, crowd.
1: We're fat.
0: We're fat together. Yeah. Man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's put our pudgy hands together and yeah. just like make it count. It was like, yeah. give
0: up on the excuses. Just, <laughs> just, I was like, here, man, I can give you some. Yeah. Well, you know, I did go for a walk earlier today. <laughs> I did stand at work a lot. I guess I, <laughs> I burned some cows. <laughs> I burned some cows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, fat shaming works. Fat shaming works.
1: works and y- it needs you know to be should be the name of your first special on Netflix. And Brian Smith, Carnivore slash Shaming Works, slash yeah. Shaming Works, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. You can find Brian at at not just BS on Instagram and not not BS everywhere else, yeah. Facebook, Xbox, anywhere, yeah. <laughs> find the them, same. come at me, bro. Yeah. All right, dude, we're gonna wrap this one up. I I want to get to UFC talk, but we'll have to do it another night. Um, and to know that you're only seven minutes away as per GPS. I'm, I mean, that means you might hear a lot more of Brian and his comedy. The for we'll see buttons. how the
0: feedback is if you guys yeah. uh if you guys hate my guts then i'll definitely yeah be on if more. you
1: guys hate this just put a a, a green uh, sorry a purple eggplant in the comments and we'll know yeah and i'll yeah. be back then yeah yeah he'll be back he'll, he'll just i embrace the hate yeah yeah embrace the hate <laughs> all right all right well with that being said come check us out on anything check out brian on his comedy tour all that good stuff i guess yeah so, oh yeah. coming to an open mic near you um any comments, questions, just shoot us an email at Not After 30 Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Not After 30 Podcast, uh, Twitter, NA Podcast, NA30 Podcast, um, or you know where to find us. It's all good. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah,
0: thanks second, for having me on.
1: Second podcast appearance. No, it's awesome. All right. It's, uh, you're a Scratch great up a
0: professional. Oh, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> it, does it count as being professional if you don't get paid for it? uh no no you're a okay. great amateur yes well we want to thank our sponsors for always looking out for us 2020 print media and of course Superior Finish painting always doing us right um with that being said i'm gonna tie this sucker off brian thank you again for so much for doing this and uh we gone